This episode of the Red Bull Rant is brought to you by the fine people that support us through Patreon.com backslash Red Bull Rant. Head on over there to support us and get exclusive content when we fucking feel like it. We want to send a special thanks to Chris Adamick, the Mave, Mave Dartina, as Pierre, Eddie Delecto, and Jeremiah Dempster. As always, thanks, guys. This is the Red Bull Rant Podcast. If you aren't expecting adult language, why even bother listening? Welcome, my friends, to Shun of Friends. This is the Red Bull Ram Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Ipico. I'm Truman. And in my free time, I make it happen by hosting a weekly soccer podcast with my friends. You're fucking goddamn right. In this episode, <laughs> 440, calling this one Legends. <laughs> no Anybody's one, wondering. That, no that, one that, south that's of a, Massachusetts is going to know what the hell that, that happened right there. No. <laughs> All, all I'm saying is that I, I got a video and I thought I need to put this in the podcast. So I'm on TV, <laughs> motherfuckers. How do you like that? <clears throat> all right. So, um, <clears throat> good news. The Red Bulls won. Uh, not so good news is they didn't really make it up higher in the standings because other teams won. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Imagine how that works. Um, Red Bulls with a very, very late one nothing win at home against DC United on the back of John Tolkien deciding to do it all himself because we can't trust our midfielders or forwards to score, <laughs> score a fucking goal, apparently. They know how to kick it on the side of the net. I noticed that. <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, do you have the uh, any tweets? Are you ready to go? Or Just a couple up? tweets. Uh our friend Eddie Pierre Delecto said, last time I checked, the Pope told DC United to fuck off. The Metro has reminded the world of the Pope's will. And then Ruchesco said, good free kick, but still the worst game they've played since Struber fled. Yearwood was like the wrathful ghost of Kevin Thowell out there, still screwing this team one year later. Fully expect RBA to be a slaughterhouse on Saturday. I don't know. I kind of think the Orlando game was worse than this. To a degree. I'll give you my opinion very shortly. Well, go ahead and give it now. We're at likes and dislikes. So. No, we're at dislikes. Uh, that was one of the worst games I've ever seen live. <laughs> <laughs> we won the goddamn thing. That was a brutal, brutal 88 minutes of, of soccer. Oh, then, my God. And then, and then one moment, and then another brutal, like, eight minutes after that, right? Yeah. So, I mean, the whole thing was that um, – you know, I made the trip down for this game, pretty much the one game I got to go to a year, you know, so I make the trip down. And I think I talked about this last week, right? Last year, I watched them lose one nothing. The year before that was the rainout game against NYCFC. And we're sitting through 80 something minutes. and I'm like, oh, my God, this is happening again. And that was, <clears throat> oh, that was bad. That was a bad, bad game. I mean, literally kicking the side of the net. Uh, Barely any chances. Um, 
Dante Van Zier getting subbed off early. Jay, do you know why that happened? Because I was at the game, so I didn't see exactly what happened. Um, he just he came up lame with an injury. I don't remember if it was a contact or not, but um, just it didn't work out, unfortunately. And then here comes old Barlow. Oh, God. I was so excited when I saw he was starting on the bench. And, I mean, he came in. <laughs> God, it was so early in that game. I couldn't oh, believe get it. Get ready for him to start this week. Yeah, I, I was just like, good God, we just can't can't catch a break. Um, but that was 88 minutes of absolute futility. I I was pretty sure when we hit minute 70, we weren't going to score. I was like, okay, this is going to be the score this draw or we're losing. There's no other option here. Yeah. Uh, my dislike, I guess, will be. Uh, I don't even know. I, I, there's so many fucking dead horse topics we can talk about. <laughs> well, what do we say all the time? We've been saying it for what the past we can't, season and a half. We can play need, this podcast over and over again. Yeah, we need forwards that can fucking score. That's what we yep. need. Yeah, you're going to literally repeat everything I say every week, and I would never have to do this show again. You could just plug in the same commentary. Good there's, defense there's a, can't score. Keep defense can't score. There's a reason Pat decided to take the year off. Yes. <laughs> it's fucking embarrassing! I'm looking at the stats. We had nine shots total, three on target. Mm-hmm. Like, How? How do we only get 33% of our shots on target? Because they hit the outside of the net. There's the answer right there. <laughs> and I think two of, the, two of the, the shots on target were like from 20 plus yards out and they were right at the keeper. Yeah. Like it's just glad that Tolkien saw whatever, whatever the fuck his name is leaning the wrong way and took the shot. Um, It was almost saved, but I, just a little too much on it and couldn't stop it. But thank God he decided to say, you know what? Fuck this team. I'm putting it on my back and just, I'm winning this one. It's almost we like getting, we need leadership on the team. Are we getting to the likes? Is that, are we going to segue into that goal? Sure. Yeah. The, I, I didn't even think about it. Yeah. That's my like, it's just the fact that he just said, fuck this shit and took it himself. What was really funny is that uh, my friend Juan June and I were talking, we were watching the game and, and uh, they get the free kick and he's like, when was the last time the Red Bull scored? direct free kick and we were trying to rack our brains we couldn't think of it you know um in recent history we just we were racking our brain racking our brain then he fucking scores first of all he takes the shot for half a second you don't think it's going in because the way that ball curved a little bit came from outside in so you think it's you think he missed a hundred percent a hundred percent and it it was literally to the ball was actually bouncing in the back of the net that you realized it went in you didn't realize it even got past the goalie. It had to actually roll up the back netting. And you're like, holy shit. Um, and then we declared that we willed that to happen because we were just we were talking about it so much. That they actually scored uh, on a direct free kick. Yeah, I would take credit um, for it, that one. Right. It was a great goal. It really was. Um, I can't wait to see Tolkien in Europe somewhere next year playing for some team because he probably won't be here either. If we're lucky, we'll get one more year, but probably not. Probably not. As long as he goes to a place that he starts and, and that's not above his level. Correct. Because <clears throat> um, I think that was the problem with Caden Clark when he left. He left too early and went to a league where he was not ready for that level of play. Yeah. Or apparently even that level of training. Um, last I heard about Caden Clark, by the way, he's coming back to Minnesota United. So that's worked out pretty well for him. Great. 
it, it, it's so bad we didn't even send them back to us like i know <laughs> red bull's like it's not worth it they never do come back they never come back they always go to another team always doesn't matter who it is but i mean how bad is it that like he's like you know what it's not even worth putting him on loan with our our team in new york to let him develop we're just going to sell him and and get whatever money we can back yeah all right uh any other afterthoughts well yeah i mean i, I was Super pumped to be at back at Red Bull Arena, so that was fun. Got to see Eddie at the end of the game, so we chatted for a little bit, so that was awesome. Um, and it's just good seeing some old friends and, and being in the stadium and having a good time and actually seeing him win a fucking game. So, uh, overall, uh, it was a great weekend because I did get to see that, and I got to see uh, – oh, I can't spoil it. Listen, I'm just going to – this is what I'm going to tell you guys because yep. I'm not going to spoil it because I don't know what's going to happen. Um, but I did see someone during the day on Sunday that is hopefully going to be a future guest on the show. That's all I'm going to say. That's it. That's, that's, that's it. That, that's what we call a teaser, folks. That is a super teaser. So we will actually have something special. And his name is John C. He lives the next town over. Next town over from me, West Newberry. He's right there. I can drive <laughs> to his house. Rapidu. <clears throat> Man, imagine John Cena threw down a Red Bull rant wrapped for us. <laughs> oh, I love it. So I will tell you, I will tell you this is actually pretty funny. Um, there's no way you have this handy, and I'm not going to have you bother finding it. Um, but I, I did go to this uh, wrestling expo thing. I think it's called like Wrestle Bash, and one Colt Cabana was there. So I did chat to chat with Colt Cabana for a little while, and I reminded him that he actually did a soundbite for this podcast no i don't have it anymore i had to, i'd have to go back and like an old episode and dig it out yep but he did if, if you guys who've been listening for a long time remember he he actually did a um a soundbite and that man still has no idea what the red bulls are what major league soccer is i don't even know if he knows what a soccer ball is that guy loves wrestling and that's it again another person to a degree that we made popular because he did the soundbite for us before his cm punk interview that put him back into the the wrestling general wrestling league i know he's yes which led to a lawsuit so we're really in trouble he doesn't like (laughs) we we fucked up but the point is right you appear on rebel rant and and things happen not necessarily great things but things happen absolutely because of (laughs) us a hundred percent now if you're a soccer podcast or journalist it's tends to be a good thing right Mm -hmm. (laughs) so at least there's that going for you um Let's see. After thoughts, I am so glad I can listen to the home team broadcast. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it sucked because it was gone for a few minutes. Like it was literally just dead air, not even the stadium sound. So something was going on in the feed. But it, and, and people who go to a lot of the games, let me know. Did they like boost up the stereo system in that stadium? Um, that place was loud. Like the speakers when they were playing music and everything, louder than I can remember. Well, they might be making up for the fact there's less people there. I don't know, but it's they got some they got some bass pumping in that place. You know, I was there last year. I don't remember it being any louder than normal, but I was there for the Cincinnati game, the regular season, so it's. Eh. I'm also old at this point, so who even knows? Maybe it's just my my old ears. Sure, you're in the retirement section at this point. Yeah, tell them to turn the volume down. <laughs> um. Yeah, so the home home feed, I'm glad I have it. I'm glad I'm going to have it for the game as long as I get to watch it live on Saturday for Miami because I don't know if I could stand Taylor Trollman for two hours sucking on Messi's dick, but... <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God, that's right. Oh. 
Oh, at, at least we'll have the fancy cameras, the, the better angles, the super slow-mo, whatever fucking technology that come. Like, maybe the, the CBS whip around the field thing that they, that they have for the NFL. Maybe that'll somehow make its appearance on, at the yeah. game. <clears throat> but I'll have the home audio feed, at least. Now, great, I'll just hear Steve Jolly complaining about the fact that we can't fucking score again. Correct, and, I'll, and I'll agree 100%, but it'll still be better. <laughs> All right. Uh, is that it for the game? Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Predictions. Uh, we both got a point because we both said win. Neither of us got the score right. So, so Truman, you have 18 points. I'm at 16. Uh, I'm not using it this week, but we are now within the last 10 games of the season, which means the – fuck, what the hell did I call that thing? This is what I get for – Extra bonus. Happy fun time. <laughs> The true believer. That's what I called it. I'm not using it this week, but since we're in the last 10 week, 10 uh, games of the season, it is now available, at least right now for me, since I'm behind. Okay. So we'll see how that goes if I decide to use it. Um, so Red Bulls hosting, not necessarily from a standings perspective, but at least from a crowd perspective, the biggest game of the season uh, when Inter Miami, Messi, and his Barcelona friends come to town. Uh, that game is on Saturday, August 26th, 7.30 p.m. is the start time, I think. Because it's messy, you get like a whole two hours of pregame or something like that. Some ridiculous bullshit. Which doesn't matter. I'm not watching all that pregame stuff. So. God, no. Uh, Miami comes into this game with a MLS record of 5, 3, and 14. 18 points, minus 14 goal difference, number 15 in the East. Their last match was a penalty kick win over FC Cincinnati in the Open Cup midweek, which meant that they played 120 minutes plus penalty kicks, and we did not. So at least from that perspective, we have fresher legs now. <laughs> They're better. It's a whole thing we're going to talk about. Um, so this is if he plays because Tata Martina has said that they will probably rotation over the next three games. If he plays, this is Messi's first official MLS match because mm-hmm. all the other games have been League Cup and Open Cup. Uh, same for his uh, Barcelona friends who made the trip, and I can't remember their names off the top of my head, so I'm not going to try to figure it out. <laughs> um, but Miami has been on a, a hot streak. They have not lost since he showed up. But the caveat to that is a few of these wins were penalty kick wins. Three right, of them three is what's from? I think so. I don't know the exact number. I believe it was three. <laughs> but multiple of these wins C- were on penalty C- kicks. Cincinnati, Nashville. Uh, Houston? Let's see. I'm going to bring it up real quick. Okay, where's the League's Cup start? Okay. Uh, Dallas? In the round of 16. Dallas. Nashville in the final, and then Cincinnati in the um, Open Cup. Right, so three penalty kick wins. Yes. So, as much as they have won all these games... Not every single one of these games is a runaway victory. Yeah. Which should bring some sort of uh, glimmer of hope that we can get at least a point out of this. 
Um, so, Truman, you're lead your first. What is your prediction for Saturday? And a point they shall get. I love a 1-1 <laughs> one draw in this game. Um, I don't see Messi playing the entire game. Uh, let's just call him Inter Messi and the Barca boys. How, how's that for a name? Sure. I think I think that's the team's new name. Um, right. I think they are playing a little bit of tired legs. We'll say it for the fucking 4,000th time. The one thing the Red Bulls play, do is play good defense. So they will play good defense again. I hope John Tolkien fucking menaces Messi um, as much as he possibly can. I don't know how much he can, but I really hope he drives him crazy, um, bumps him around a little bit. You know what? Fuck this guy. I, I don't care who says he's the go. I don't care. He's playing the Red Bull, so I want him to get knocked up, beat around, whatever. Just just slide tackle this guy, throw some some sand in his eye, do anything you need to stop him. Um, so I, I think I think I don't think the Miami's defense is not fucking stellar. You know they've given up a lot of goals in MLS this year, and so, and a lot of goals since he showed up. So since he Messi has joined the team. They've given up, let's see, one, two, six, seven, eight, in seven matches, which is not terrible, but Messi's not exactly known for playing defense at this point. So, right. So, I mean, they're, if basically, you, they're basically 10 on 11 for, for defense. You're going to have to contain their offense, which is a tall task because they got a lot of great players on offense, but they never did anything to improve the defense. They did nothing. Um, and I, I listen, I like a little 1-1 draw to kind of spoil his MLS debut. You know, it was, what, 16 years ago this week that Beckham played his first MLS match? Yeah. yeah. Wasn't they that the, the, I think the Red Bulls was uh, on their stories. What was it, like a 4-4 draw or something like that, I think? No, I, no, I Red Bulls won that game 5-4. Oh, it, it, cra- it was some crazy goal fest, right? It was 5-4. The Red Bulls scored first early. Uh, then Galaxy scored two off of Beckham free kicks. Uh, I think the Red Bulls tied it. God took the lead, tied it. It was it was I think it was the I think it was five four because Juan Pablo on Hell scored the game winner in the closing stages of that game. Um, yeah, that that was epic. I wish I was there. I mean, I watched it on TV. I kind I could not be at that game, unfortunately. Um, yeah, that was a goal fest. Okay, let's see if it's on his Wikipedia page. Dead silence. No, it's, okay, I can't find podcasting. it. I, I can't find it. <laughs> That's what editing's for. So. <laughs> oh, don't forget uh, hip hop so, night. That's right, it's hip hop night. So hey, we got we got better. I mean, I prefer the red, but we got better jerseys than the fucking yellow ones. So. Um, Those jerseys are sweet. Yeah. I honestly kind of thought about buying one. But I, I don't know about the price. Because there's only so much money I can shell out for, for yeah. stuff. All right. Anyway, I'm not going to try to find the Beckham stuff. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, it, it's been 16 years since the Beckham thing. It was a crazy game. Uh, it's very possible to be a crazy game. My prediction, I don't think we're going to go crazy because the Red Bulls can't score that much. Uh, we're lucky if we can score two, <laughs> realistically. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm doing this only because I'm behind in the standings. 
I'm going to predict a one nothing victory. Wow, that's a little to, insane. To, to spoil to spoil Messi's MLS debut, um, I think the key to beating them right now, or at least Miami, is basically stick somebody on Messi never and basically be willing to play ten on ten for the rest of the match. Damn, because teams have been giving Messi way too much space and just let them do things. Now, who uh, that person would be, I have no idea. But actually, you know what? You know, you know what? This is actually a good assignment for Barlow because since he can just fucking run all day, <laughs> let him stay near him. Imagine Barlow scores on a one nothing Red Bulls win against Messi's team. Oh, I'm I'm not even I'm not saying that. I'm that'd saying be, let, that'd be the funniest thing in the world. Let Barlow just be the glue on Messi all day and and <laughs> sacrifice himself for the team. So hold on, I'm going to read this to you real quick. Um, this is from uh, the Red Bulls. That win against the Galaxy was a 5-4 win. Um, but I just want to read you this quick paragraph. It says, Beckham announced his arrival rather quickly for the Galaxy with two first-half assists to teammate Carlos Pavon, but it wasn't enough as the Red Bulls claimed three points. An up-and-coming 18-year-old American striker named Josie Aldador was still bursting onto the scene and scored a pair of goals to help New York on their way. Holy shit. Blast from the past. So I just love that it says it up and coming. <laughs> yeah. Yep, that game was in, yeah, 2007. So there you go. 5-4 win. Um, and Clint Mathis, if you also remember, I, I know we're going back to this game again, but Clint Mathis scored his 44 fifth goal i think for the red bull slash metro stars um when he scored he put up i think it was the four five in the air because he knew he scored that goal um that was the best goal of the game by the way you should probably watch those highlights again as i have a thousand times is that is that the season where mathis scored was it like four or five in a game by himself no 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 that was he that was when he that was a metro stars game okay that was not a red bulls game I remember watching a replay of that a few years ago, but I couldn't remember if it was Red Bulls or not. So nope, that was Metro Stars. Okay. Um, anything else to talk about for this match? No. Okay. Uh, New York Red Bulls two. Uh, they won their last match against Atlanta two four to two. <laughs> uh, their record is twelve seven and five three shootout wins, forty four points plus fifteen goal difference, number four in the Eastern Conference. So I saw something and I. I know you do not have the standings in front of you. I don't. Take a guess at how many goals the Red Bulls, Red Bulls 2 have scored in 24 matches this year. 31. Keep going. Higher? Yep. 38. Keep going. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. 45. 43. God damn. Call them up. Call them up. So that is an average of 1.7 a game. The senior team has scored 23 and 24. Yeah, the senior team is not even averaging one a game. Doing great. Uh, So if you want to see a team that can actually score, the New York Rebels 2 next match is on uh, Sunday, August 27th, 7 p.m. Eastern time. The, they will host Chicago, too. Gotham FC, unfortunately, lost their last match 2-1 on the road at San Diego. That puts their record at 7-4-5, 25 points plus two goal difference, but still number 30 in the uh, NWSL. And the big <clears> news. 
the big news. They signed uh, Women's World Cup champion Esther Gonzalez. There you go. So that's, yeah, that's big for the team. I wonder if Esther Gonzalez wanted uh, some protection from the Spanish Federation. <laughs> not not to make light of the situation because it's terrible, but I feel like the Spanish players want to get away from there. Yeah, I'll blame them. Um, Gotham's next match is on Sunday, August 27th, uh, when they will host Racing Louisville, 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, you know, I, I, gotta, I guess I got to mention it since I brought it up. The Spanish Federation, in terms of how they treat the women, at least from what I saw, because I don't even watch games. But holy fucking shit, some of these stories that have come out since the final. Like how, no, what was it, like 12 different players left the team because of the coach. And he didn't bring any of them back. The coach basically just handed the lineup card and the players did the rest of the job. No. Um, there was a picture of the head coach possibly... Uh, inappropriately grabbing an assistant while celebrating a goal. The, I think the president of the Spanish FA kissing a player on the mouth while handing out the medals at the World Cup final. Like, what the fuck is going on? Gross. Like, I, I know like the U.S. isn't perfect, but Jesus Christ, we're nowhere close to that. Right. Like, what the hell is going on in the Spanish Federation? I guess anything they want. That's what's going on. Well, FIFA at least opened up an investigation, I think, into the kiss. So at least there's some, something, but Jesus. Oh, thank God FIFA's on top of it. Well, thank God. Well, I mean, the bottom of it. I mean, the, the, was the guy, the, whatever the fucking his name is, the head of FIFA, was he even there to hand out the trophy for the, the final? No. <laughs> it just goes to show you how things are. All right. Uh, Time to move on. Uh, next up, it's Red Bull F1 update. And box now, box, box now, box for hard. Stay out, stay out, stay out. Fuck, fuck! What the fuck are you doing? Well, we're back. Racing's back this weekend. We're in the Netherlands. Uh, Max Verstappen is probably going to win. There's no way he's going to lose on home turf. So well, um, there may be one way. Because apparently. You know, that'd be kind of interesting to see, but no, apparently it's supposed to rain for all three days. So yeah, I'm not worried about it. Um, other news is that I, I saw that Williams is already getting rid of Logan Sargent, I think at the end of the year. So his career lasted all of a season. Williams the only American driver. Yeah, Williams, who gives a shit who's driving your car? You're never going to win anything. Just let the kid get some experience for crying out loud. You know, wh- what's your aspirations, really? To be third or fourth, I guess. If if they're lucky, if they're lucky. Actually, uh, where are they? I, I will tell know. you. I'm going to tell you right now how many points they have. All right. I'm going to go right here to the standings, constructors, and they have 11 points. 11. Jesus. Red Bull Racing has 503. If anyone doesn't follow F1, that's the difference. And number two, Mercedes is at 247. So correct. They could double their points and still not reach Red Bull. Yeah. So there you go. I mean, Logan Sargent does have zero points uh, for this season, so that's not good either. But still, you're Williams. You're not going anywhere. I mean, Nick DeVries has zero points. Oh, wait. That's right. They they got rid of him already. That's correct. (laughs) He's gone. 
there's a bunch of drivers. There's holy shit! I didn't realize this, that there's the whole bottom half of the field is in the drivers is zero, zero points. <laughs> I didn't yep. realize that. Yeah. Okay, this doesn't make sense to me. Oh wait, no, I'm looking at. Okay, I was looking at podiums, not points. Never mind. There's only three drivers with zero points. Oh, you're looking at the wrong thing. Yeah, I was looking at the wrong column. That's my fault. That's funny looking at the wins column where it's just 10, 2, and zeros. <laughs> <laughs> so how much orange smoke is there going to be this weekend? Because I know oh, it's, it's, it. ma- it's Max's. It. The entire home. country. Yeah. Oh, God. Orange smoke and rain is just going to look. I mean, it's it'll probably look awesome, but I don't know how good that's going to be for driving through. No, it's going to be a mess. <laughs> All right. Uh, with that, it is time for the dumping grounds. I'm the trash man. So I have one thing on the agenda for this. Uh, Mark D. I'm pretty sure I'm going to fuck his name up, even though he's been around Mark the team D. for a while. Free. Thank you. Um, in a interview with ROINJ, which I've never heard of, honestly, until this week. But they had multiple pieces based on an interview with him. So mm-hmm. uh, anyway, he promised, quote, significant improvements in the team starting next year. Oh boy, I can't wait for those significant improvements. But they're gonna be so significant. Yeah. Super significant. Oh my god! Okay, it's happening! Everybody stay calm! What's the procedure, everybody stay calm. everyone? What's the procedure? Stay calm! Wait, 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 wait. Everybody calm down! You know, that kind of works because the only two people that actually cared at that point in time were Michael and Dwight. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be forward to look. That'll be exciting to look yeah. forward to. So I, I'm It'll curious. Be like new uniforms or something. That's about it. If significant improvements, I wonder how you go from what, how you judge significant when zero effort is already the current level. Right. So one percent of effort <laughs> from zero. That's that's significant. I mean, anything's an improvement at that point, right? So anything right. significant. Correct. Ten <laughs> percent like... of effort will be significant. You know, I not wish people to get fired. Let's make this part clear before I say this. I don't do not wish generally for people to get fired. But I feel like significant improvement if it doesn't start with Dennis Hamlet being let go. Right, there's gonna be no real improvement. Yeah, because and I'm not saying he's solely responsible, but Dennis Hamlet, all all of this downfall has been while Dennis Hamlet's been in the front office. Yeah. Now he's not always been in charge, right? Kevin Thewell came in. He was the sporting director. I don't. Honestly, don't even know the name of the guy that's there now, but Dennis Hamlet's not the one front and center, but he is the the thread that links all of these bad years together. Yep. Ever, ever since Jesse Marsh put him into the sporting director's position, it's just been kind of downhill mm-hmm. in terms of the players. Yep. And, and I'm not again. I don't don't necessarily want people to get fired, and I don't think he is the sole reason, but. Clearly, there's something going on, and he's been around it the whole time. So, if you're going to make, if you want to prove that you're really going to care about next year, maybe shake up the the office that's responsible for getting the players in. Sure, give him another position in the stadium. There's plenty, plenty of openings, I'm sure. Yeah, maybe put him on the business side. I don't know. There we go. Just on the soccer side, you you maybe need to you know revamp the front office. Yeah, yeah. don't get your hopes up, anybody. It's probably not gonna happen. Oh, I didn't think it's gonna happen. I'm just saying. No. <laughs> All right. Um, you have anything for dumping grounds? Yeah, I got I got a big thing because uh, 
something pretty huge happened in the past couple of days. Um, not soccer related. So I don't know, non soccer only fans come back later, I guess. Um, but we lost Terry Funk. Super sad, old school wrestler, 79 years old. So the man lived a long and hard life. Uh, I don't think that guy ever wanted to retire from pro wrestling, considering how old was the documentary Beyond the Mat? And that was already talking about him retiring, and then he came back anyway. And that thing's like 30 years old. I think that that documentary is like super old. Um, but I really want to talk about the loss of Bray Wyatt. Um, that fucking sucks. I mean, it just happened today. Uh, apparently, he had a heart attack. He had an illness, and then he got COVID, and COVID led to, I guess, having a heart attack um, and him passing. It's fucking sad. He was one of the most creative and unique voices in pro wrestling. His ideas were always completely out of the box. Um, never given, unique. not given enough to by the WWE. Never, never, ever given him the fair shake that he deserved. He got a, you know, like a, a, a semi-okay title run. Um even the things that didn't work out, like that crazy cage match with um, Seth Rollins that was all red and you could barely see anything that was weird. But, I mean, he was always doing something different. He was always changing. He went from the Wyatt family, which was fucking amazing. I mean, the Wyatt family was one of the best things ever, one of the best factions ever in WWE. And then they um, had, him, had him get squashed by John Cena. Yeah, I mean... But still, that they had that match with the Shield, which was awesome. Um, and then he came back as the Fiend, and the Fiend was fucking amazing, amazing. That the the Funhouse was amazing. Like the dude was just a creative genius. Um, just just being able to come up with two completely insane gimmicks. And they got over so hard with the fans, and the fans loved them both. Is is a really hard thing to do, considering how out of left field they both were. Um, and that guy, that guy is going to be missed. I know in the wrestling community, so many people are going to be at a loss. He had four kids, married. I hope WWE takes care of him, takes care of the family. Um, it just sucks, man. I loved him. My wife absolutely adored the Wyatt family. It's really lost fucking just a, a great, great person. Everyone in the wrestling community, all the WWE wrestlers said he was just an amazing person um, backstage as well. Amazing father, family man. Um, I don't know what else to say. I'm just super bummed. I, I just, I love Bray Wyatt. Was, wasn't his Bray Wyatt character after he debuted as Husky Harris as part of the Nexus? Correct. Yeah. So he, Husky so Harris. he had to reinvent himself to get away from the Nexus, which... Again, got squashed by John Cena. Yep. Um, so he, he had to do it multiple times. Yep. It, it was almost to a degree. It's like he was kind of following Chris Jericho's footsteps because Jericho is great at reinventing himself every few years. Yes. Either a full character reboot or just tweaks. But he, I, I and I don't know his real name, but the guy who played Bray Wyatt and Husky Harris, like he. His name's Wyndham Rotunda. Wyndham Rotunda. Okay, yep. I remember that. But yeah, like he just had that ability to uh, take what he was given and run with it. Yep. You know who his dad was, correct? Do you know who his dad was? No. Erwin R. Scheister. Oh, Jesus. Wow. Yep. And his brother's Bo Dallas. Yeah, that one I did know. 
Yep, the Rotunda family. I mean, there are so many wrestlers in that family. I think they said that Wyndham was a third generation. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking bummed, man. I was so speechless when I found out. I really, I really couldn't believe it. I think Peacock put just put out a whole uh, collection of some of his best stuff. So if you love wrestling, you should definitely go check that out. Yeah, it's really sad. So, all right, sorry to bring everybody down. So I'm looking, I'm looking at his Wikipedia page. Um, these are the ones that are, are listed as relatives. So I assume that they are or were wrestlers. Uh, Rotunda, who's his dad, Bo Dallas, his brother, Barry Wyndham, uh, and Kendall Wyndham, her uncles, and then Black Jack Mulligan, who's his grandfather. Yep. Yep. That's a crazy family. And by the way, Beyond the Mat was 1999, so 24 years. Yeah, fucking crazy. So again, you watch that, and Terry Funk was, oh, he was in his retirement match in that documentary, and then he just kept on going. Um, but I mean, he, you know, 79, so he did live a long life. Uh, <laughs> Which... I think for wrestlers, that's a, a pretty decent age to make it. To yeah, it. I mean, it's probably like sad, time, but... as long as you live. I mean, the wrestlers don't live long. Um, I think you're seeing now a lot of the guys. I mean, you know, Bray Wyatt had an illness, which, which led to his death. But I think guys take care of themselves better now than they ever have. So hopefully now a lot of these guys are going to live longer lives because they are not. Most taking the same them, risks. Most of them, right. Taking the same risks. Uh, they're not taking share shots directly to the head. A lot of them aren't taking steroids anymore. Um, the hard parting days are gone for the most part. Obviously not completely, but um, a lot of these top stars this year are trying to take care of themselves and not pass away before they're 40. Yeah. Speaking of wrestling, I, I, I haven't watched it, but I may have to, just for this, all in, or AEW's all in. At Wembley this week. Yeah. Or it's what, Saturday night? Sunday. Sunday. I guess Sunday morning. Uh, it is at the pre shows at 12. So the main card's at 1 o'clock. Yeah, because of the time difference. Um, I, I saw that NJF is going to wrestle twice on the same night. Mm-hmm. Once for the first one in the pre show for the tag titles, and then R- the, the ROH tag titles. The ROH tag titles, and then defend the AEW title. Uh, against his tag partner from the first match. Adam Cole, baby. Yeah. Which sounds very interesting. Yeah, it'll be, I mean, it's, I, I don't know how, I don't, I don't, I, I hate the idea because I don't like you putting the two guys in the main event in a, in a pre-show match. Because it does spoil the a, whole thing of them coming out at the last part of the show. But from a story perspective, if, especially if they were to win the ROH titles, it's like, you know, the story of, hey, we were, friends you know not that long ago we're enemies now and then regardless of what happens we're going to have to be friends at some point down the line when we defend these titles you know why they're not going to win the roh tag titles i'm going to tell you why they're not because adam cole and mjf are not going to wrestle on ring of honor shows they're just they're just not that's not happening i, I just no there's some there's gonna be some kind of shenanigans there Here, here's why they would win it because they would just say we're too good for ROH TV, and then eventually ROH would have some sort of t- tournament, and then they have the winners come challenge them on AEW, and like we're taking these fucking titles back. 
this you heard what I said. Mark my words. <laughs> Interference <laughs> by the kingdom. There you go. I'm telling you right now. Boom. I haven't actually watched AEW in a while, so Oh you're you gotta get back on that train, buddy. So much other shit to watch is the problem. It's good TV. It's good TV. <clears throat> All right. Oh, and I will tell you this real quick too. Um last story I'll tell you before we, we start to uh wrap up on this bad boy. Um I did talk to one um Owen Hart tournament winner Will uh tournament winner Willow Nightingale. And um we talked about we both love Ted Lasso. Look at that. There you go. Ted Lasso rules. Soccer putting people together through Ted Lasso. That's right. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's time for the last segment of the show. Truman's terrible team of the week. That's terrible. And I have, I have a bad feeling I know who it's going to be. Why? Who do you think it's going to be? It's going to be my team in England, but I could be wrong about that. No, I would never do that to you. I'm uh, going to keep it MLS related. There was a few good choices. There was a few. I could have made fun of NYCFC for losing a home to nothing, but we could probably do the same thing this weekend, so I won't. Um, I'm very torn, but I'm oh man, I I'm gonna go with Houston beating Portland five nothing. My other pick was gonna be St. Louis beating Austin six to three, but I think five nothing is more embarrassing than six to three. Especially because I think the first five were in like the first 20 minutes. Or sorry, so the first three goals were in 20 minutes. Yeah, fifth minute, 11th minute, 14th minute. Yep. So four, it was four goals in the first half. And at least in the other match, you could say, hey, they, they put up some sort of fight because it was 6-3. Yeah. So, I mean, Portland sucks this year. Um, but, whoa, five nothing, guys. Woof. I mean, we might talk, be talking about this next week anyway, so we might, us losing 5 nothing. You at least had the built-in excuse of Messi. <laughs> correct, correct. <laughs> All right, um, anything else before we wrap up? No. Okay, you can visit us at patreon.com slash redbowrant. $1 a month gets you exclusive content, such as <clears throat> monthly wrap-ups, live post-games, anything we decide to do, and I have a feeling we're going to have one of those coming soon. Red oh, Bull rant. They can't see me nodding. No, they can't. This is radio, not TV. Yeah. Um, you want to email us, redbullrant at gmail.com. If you want to call us, 973-348-5329. Facebook.com slash redbullrant. On Twitter, uh, at redbullrant for the show, at Dr. Stooge myself, at the Truman for Truman. Subscribe to our show via iTunes, YouTube, Music YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, anywhere you can find a podcast. Last words before we get out of here. Break Messi's shins and win. I wish I had to sweep the leg. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, Ralph Macchio is apparently a Jets fan. He was on the at the end of the latest Hard Knocks. Oh, I haven't watched it, but yeah, he's a diehard Jets fan. Yeah. I didn't, did not, I somehow did not realize that. Yep. He's Long Island boy. <laughs> yep. And, so you you've have you watched at least like the first two episodes? I did, of course I did. I'm not okay. Hard knocks. Do you see the hat that they're giving the celebrities to wear? The black hat with the '80s Jets logo. Oh yes, yes. One, it, it's been speculated on Reddit. But I'm really hoping that this is Woody trying to like prep the league up to say we're fucking changing our logo back. Oh, I love that. I love that '80s logo. Give me like forever. 
give me like the uh the 2000s colors with that logo and that'd be oh, not yeah. not the 2000s jersey but just the, the colors with that with that logo oh yeah yeah <laughs> all right anyway uh so for truman and myself this has been episode 440 of the red bull rant thank you guys for tuning in and as always go red bulls <laughs>